The whole purpose of having a good friend is to have somebody whom you can have fun with because you get on with them well. Like to go to this theater or go for walks in the mountains or play tennis with or go to the films with or whatever. But also somebody who, because they work well in that context, is then likely to help you out. They'll be a good friend in the sense of if you need to borrow some money, they will help give you the money. If you need some, if you need some help with your house in some way, moving house or something, they'll come and help you out. If you need advice from them, they will give you advice you can trust. That's the key thing. And the problem is you can only do that really effectively by walking around the corner and knocking on their door. You certainly can't go to the cinema or out for a meal online and they give you some advice online maybe, but it's still not the same. Psychologically, it still doesn't seem to be the same as if you can sit across the table in a bar or a cafe or a quiet place. And as you say, stare into the whites of their eyes and see what they really mean. Are they looking away all the time and they're saying, don't do this, I wouldn't do it. But they actually won't look you in the eye. And you know that they're not giving you good advice. So the great problem with online things is most of the things we use for bonding and creating friendship, which are dancing, singing, eating together, telling stories, these, these are all difficult to do online. There's a kind of substitute, but it really doesn't work properly. It's, like it's something about the physical contact that seems to be important. Do you think we might come close to that? For instance, we're looking at the younger generation who have basically grown up online. And then you've got all these metaverses coming out where I can say, hey, I'm knocking on your virtual door. Let's walk down this virtual street, shop in this virtual Zara and go to the cinema and watch it together. <laughs> the answer is no. I, at the end of the day, what I think it's very good and the reason the virtual world, vision, social media have worked as well as they have done is they're quite good sticking fastest. That's how I would describe it, right? So if you can't go and knock on somebody's door because they've moved or something and you want to keep that relationship going, then social media, telephone, whatever, all these things, email, they all work quite well if you know the person, right? They work better if you know the person. Because otherwise what happens is friendships just decay quietly if you don't see the person, if you don't contact them at very specific frequencies of intervals. Relationships will decay naturally and eventually they'll kind of drift down and become somebody I once knew, but I, such a long time since I've seen them, I can barely remember now what they look like. And anyway, when we meet, you know, suddenly you look very different because you're 20 years old. <laughs> I don't recognize because I have this avatar in my head of what you were originally like. And you were 20 years younger. You know, these kind of virtual media, I think they do work. There's no question, but I think they are just temporary devices that hold up, stop the decay happening quite so fast. It won't stop it altogether. If you don't see the person, unless they were a very, very good friend, and that probably means one, two, maybe three, but not more of your kind of best, best friends from maybe your teenage years or your college years. Those seem to survive the test of time. The reason they survive the test of time is because I think you did a lot of things with them that we all do at that age, which is extremely important part of the mechanisms of social bonding. Those sort of best friend forever relationships are kind of ground in stone. You know, you can be separated by circumstances and 50 years later, you can meet up again and you can just pick the friendship up where you left it off. It hasn't changed one bit, but it is very, very, very small number of people you can do that with because most of the people, I guarantee that you go to a college or a high school reunion when you're 40 or 50, you know, we haven't seen each other for all this time. It's kind of interesting and you have quite a nice time. 
But at the end of it, you come away thinking, really, were they my friends? I, they're awful, <laughs> most of them. <laughs> and it's because your seven pillars were originally almost identical, but over the 30 or 40 years, you've drifted apart. You've changed your religion, maybe, <laughs> or your political views or what have you, or you've gone off, your careers have been very different. You've got nothing in common anymore. So, you know, this is one reason, in a sense, why you shouldn't try and keep those relationships going because it's okay for the less close ones, but you know, for your close friends, the relationships we call the shoulders to cry on friends, which is about five people, these people that will drop everything when your world falls apart and come to pick you up and help you out. These people require a lot of attention and it has to be regular. So if they move away, you've got to make a big effort to try and see them more often because there seems to be nothing like being face to face with them to keep that relationship burning. And I think a lot of that is because it involves a lot of physical touch, stroking and patting and hugs and all these kind of things we do with our closer friends and, and family. Whenever we're talking to them, we're constantly touching them, hugging them, our arm around the shoulder, and, and it's just going on quietly in the background. All this is triggering the same mechanism in the brain that creates this bonding that is also triggered by things like laughter and dancing and singing and eating together. So at the end of the day, there's something about the physical contact that goes on in, in conversation or when we engage socially with people that is very important for creating highly bonded relationships. So if you don't do that, if you only rely on the media, I think you end up with weak relationships. You'll never have relationships which are so emotionally powerful that when your world falls apart, those two or three people will come rushing to your aid. These kind of disasters only happen to us once in a while. This is the illusion that's created. You know, I can do all my social relationships online. I don't need to see people. My answer is simply just wait till your world falls apart. You'll find out who your friends really are.